Hey guys, so um, it's me again, obviously. So much to share, so bear with me because it might be a combination of crying, yelling, shouting, I don't know. So <laughs> you have to bear with me on this segment. This segment is called The Consequences of Breaking the Covenants, the Evil Covenants. Um, those of you aren't familiar with why I started this podcast and what a co- evil covenant is. First of all, I started this podcast because generational curses has beat me down. You know, they beat me down so bad because I never understood what it was and I'm still learning all of what it is. So it's kind of hard to articulate and describe something you don't know. The root, you know, you're not sure what it is. So like for years... I have um, battled generational curses. Uh, you know, my, fam- my family has battled it. And because we don't have the tools, because we've never been empowered to deal with it, we have failed miserably. And it's caused complete dissension in my family. And like many other families, you know, a lot of us just chalk it up to, oh, it's just dysfunction. We all have it. Yeah, but <laughs> what happens when the pain of it all restricts you from growing and, and uh evolving in life because the pain is so piercing it's so it cuts you so deep you can't move it immobilizes you what do you do then nobody gives you that kind of insight so that's what i'm hoping to do with this podcast whether people listen to it or not i don't care if two people listen to it i don't care if nobody listen the fact that i'm speaking out against the evil entities that are behind evil covenants gives me peace because now i understand what's going on and i can say that with confidence so, like I mentioned in my last podcast, which was You you Belong Here, I had um, did a project for my cousin. And um, I get pretty detailed when I talk about family uh, dysfunction and generational curses. Because, God dang it, a lot of people are going through it. And, and because they don't feel like they can talk about it, they stuck at home. They stuck at home. They live in the basement. And people are calling them lazy when in actuality they got some pain. That, you know, people are acting like they're too good to relate to. Or act like they don't know about. And that's a lie. But I, but I did a project for my cousin, you know. Today was the funeral. I knew it was going to be some kind of resistance. I mentioned that. And sure enough, it was. But the beauty in it was I stood my ground. I had unshakable faith. I didn't bend. Do you know how much of a triumph that is? In the past, if somebody even... <laughs> Looked like they was going to say something to me. I'd have cussed them out. I'd have yelled. I'd have screamed. I'd have tried to fight. But I didn't have it in me today. Like It's like after I did that podcast last night, I pulled out my old prayer, the Breaking the Evil Covenant prayer. And it put something in my spirit because I went in there today with the armor of God and I was strong. And I gave love, and I was respectful, and I was kind, I was soft-spoken. I was the lady I knew God always wanted me to be. And I was so proud of myself. I was proud of God, and I was nervous. I was scared. I was frustrated because, you know, it's, it's a new thing. When you've embedded in your head that dysfunctional behavior is okay and appropriate, to finally learn to be appropriate is so much work. And, um... I'm proud and I just wanted to share with people that if you're fighting this thing where you're the black sheep or you believe yourself to be the black sheep because you're not holding your, you know, you're not standing up to their standards, know that you're more and you're worthy. You are supposed to be here. 
you have value. Um, I'm so proud that, you know, I had my son pray for me before I left. I said, Antoine, because my, my oldest son, it's something about my oldest son's prayers. His prayers are powerful. Like, I don't know if he got special juice on his prayers or he got like the little connect with God, but his prayers are so strong. Like, it just covers me in its entirety. And I said, Mumu, mommy's scared to go to this funeral because I know a lot of people don't care for me there. And, and, and in a crazy way, rightfully so. Some of them might harbor hatred because of things I may have said in a fit of rage. And um, I have to eat and respect that. Because if people come at me in a fit of rage, I'm not always willing to receive that. But because it's a generational curse and um, people, the majority in the family tend to ostracize and go on a smear campaign um, geared towards the curse breaker. Because I do believe me and my sister are the curse breakers. I feel like it's a whole nother level of scrutiny and uh, reproach. And that's where my dilemma has been. Um Short and sweet, the main reason why I've had a dilemma with my uh, family is because, like I said, I was molested as a child. Not only that, we experienced um, homelessness. My mother was molested. Um, she was a single parent. She was uh, depressed uh, most of her young adulthood, and I watched her go through that so much so that sometimes I had to feed my mom. I had to wash her underwear. And while this was going on, no one empowered my mom. They crapped on my mom. And it, 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 as a child, like, I've been, if you ever wanted to know why she's so mad, I've been, I've been hot like this since a kid. I used to beat up my boy cousins. I used to fight just about anybody, um, win some, lose some. But I've been like this since a child because, I'm not excusing it, but I've literally watched people break my mom. And then I, in turn, watched my mom try to get their approval. You talking about somebody kind of bad. You talking about somebody kind of hot. You talking about somebody so hot, like back away. I I want to tear this place up, and um, I never dealt with that because I'm I'm a prideful person. I'm a controlling person, so uh, I do I tend to do things in ways that aren't pleasing to God. So like if I feel like I'm battling something. And I think it's too much. Instead of me casting all my cares and worries on God, I tend to say, oh, that's a little. I'll deal with it. And I realize that every time I put emotions in my emotion closet, stuff is spilling out. Like, my emotional closet is so dirty and filthy, like, stuff spills out. So you could say, oh, move, Jazz. And next thing you know, I'm pouncing on you. I'm cursing you out. And I'll justify it because I'll be like, well, you shouldn't. Have. What? That person, that's not right. That person didn't deserve, um, you know, all of that for one thing they said. That's not their job to know my triggers. I'm a grown adult. It's my own job. So I went through life like hot, like just, but, but, but I went through hot life, hot, you know, mad, but a liar too, because I didn't want to admit, I didn't want to admit how I felt. So, you know, I went on in life being standoffish, me mugging, don't want to talk, don't want to engage, hiding from people, snapping, and, you know, what's wrong with you, Jazz? And I'm like, nothing, nothing, nothing wrong. And now that I'm older, I'm able to understand that, oh, it was something wrong. I hated everybody. <laughs> and, like, people used to come to me, like, sometimes people off the random would say, let go of the hatred, let go of the bitterness. I'm like, ain't nobody hate nobody. 
I hated God. I hated that God let me go through that. And I felt like in a way he was, he allowed my mom to be taken from me. I said, you let that, you know, I finally had to get that out. And, you know, I'm I, in a way, I, I feel like I feel so blessed that I went to that funeral today and I was met with that resistance because it made me dig deep. It made me go look at. See, that's what that's what get me about the devil. He you know, he cuts up. He want to jump out when he want to jump out. But what if when he he creates so much injustice in your life that now you want to go jumping out for him? You want to go look for him. Today's discomfort made me so upset and enraged that I go. I went to go look for his minion. I said, where he at? I'm, I'm about to dig deep. What's, where's this minion at in me that doesn't want me to accept the truth? And when I got to the root of it, it's because at the end of the day, I miss... So it's so hard to say this because I had so much pride I didn't want to admit. I miss my mom. I wish it was 1998. I wish we were at 9311 Darcy Road. I wish we were in the bed eating cheesecake from Pizza Movers. I wish we were at Forestville Mall doing our Saturday routine when she used to work at the A&W, getting our cookies and going shopping. I miss... Overhearing people talking junk about my mom and at five and six being ready to go. I mean, ready to fight. I missed that dynamic. And because of the generational curse, I have not had it in almost 20 some years. So you, you, you imagine what it feels like to practically worship your mom. You idolize your mom. Your mom is like, I mean, for I mean, I'm not saying nothing. I'm really preaching. I'm not even preaching to the choir because a lot of you know, those of you that have a relationship with your mom, like from a child up and, and, and actively have a relationship today, you know how essential and nourishing that relationship is. So could you imagine that the reason you don't have it is because of another person, like another person's inequity? I, when I finally slowly pieced that together, I was hysterical. I, I mean, the ugliest cry. I, I, I literally stopped breathing. That's how hard I was crying when I really accepted. And I broke down and pieced together where my hatred was coming from. Like, I, I couldn't believe that it was the inequity. It was the spirit. It was the... It was the demonic stronghold, the generational curse. And it's been able to um, be successful because there aren't many people in the family willing to address it. Because in addition to addressing that demon, many others are going to jump out and some of us are nervous and scared. So, of course, I've been scapegoated. Of course, I'm the black sheep because I have what it takes to address the minion. And now that I know that I do. My head's a little higher. My walk's a little stronger. I I, I, I I get it now. It all makes sense. And, you know, I posted on Facebook the other day. I said, break me down. God, build me back up. You got to be careful what you wish for because God's not playing. Like, he has so much for me, but he needs, 
he needs me so raw that I'm able to touch the next young girl, next young man that's going through this probably times 10. And they feel like they can't even utter what's happening because they're ashamed. I know I was ashamed. Like, you know, for the most part, when you tell people you hate your mom, especially in the black community, the first thing they're going to say to you is, honor thy mother. But they don't know what scripture combating that. There's scriptures that says you should not provoke the child. You know, so like, it's so much work to break in these curses. It's, you know, I think it's recommended. People do it as a team, but... The demonic stronghold is is it interrupts that. It doesn't want you to do that. So I'm working through it. I received the revelation. I feel lighter. But I, you know, if I wasn't. If I wasn't able to tap into those emotions, I don't know where I would be because for 25 years, I've been in bondage. I'm, no, I'm, I apologize, 20, 20 years because um, it was around the time I was five that the dynamic changed for me. So I remember telling the truth about being molested and seeing what had to happen because of it. And I would, the first thing I said was, this is all my fault. I should have shut my mouth. Things have changed. The, the the house isn't the same. I, I ruined the family. Because, like, I was the kid, like, I loved family so much. Like, I had an aunt, you know, who, uh, her husband was in the military. But, and I hate to refer to him as her husband. Because he was my uncle. He's still my uncle. And, um, you know, when they used to come into town, oh, my God, it would lift my spirit. I'm trying to tell you, like, I just, you know, everybody lifted my spirit. Like, the entire family dynamic. Like, I lived at the big house, my great-grandmother's house. So, people were constantly coming in. It was traffic. Like, my grandmother, every time you turn around, somebody was visiting. And my grandma was frying chicken. Or we was eating squash on the back porch. Or we eating cantaloupe on the back porch. Or we outside in the garden. Or we outside playing. We got a yard. We got a water pump. We, You know, we had so many beautiful things. And it's like, once the chain slowly... No, I'm sorry. Once the truth started coming out... We everything just went haywire because you know, like the Bible says, the truth is never meant to bring together, it's meant to cause divide, it's meant to expose the rawness. And um, things weren't the same, and it was hard. Like, as a child, you don't know you're supposed to grieve the end of anything, you just, you just know you feel this way, you don't know if it's the right way to feel. So you toss it, and I tossed it, and I never had people really validate my experience or my pain, and oh, I was a hothead, man. And I thank God because today, July 31st, 2020, he has delivered me once again from a demon. Saved my life. I was going nowhere fast. Like, I, I really thought, I really thought, I'm like, my mom, you know, she she hates me, she it's not me. It's the inequity. It's 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 the curse. It's it's the minion behind her telling her these things. Satan will always justify your rants, your venting. He wants you to think you're so right. And when you realize you're so wrong, you're so ashamed. And then he really kicks you. So he beats you down with the ruminating. You t you know, you constantly going on and on about how you're so right. 
And then when it's revealed that you're wrong, he really knocks you out. So he never helped you. Such a shocking and painful revelation and, and a freeing revelation. I'm not going to keep this too long. I'm supposed to have an interview in like 14 minutes. Like, oh my God, they're like super late. Like, since when? Like, they said they're going to call me at whatever. <laughs> Let me stop. I don't want to sidetrack. But I'm, 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 I had to say like, and I'm probably going to do different like segments on this, but like breaking the covenants, breaking the curse is, is a lot of work. It requires a lot from the curse breaker. The curse breaker is going to get stripped because this is this is a whole nother ballpark arena of, of demons. This is this is you trying to enter into a battlefield where like they have like armies of demons behind these people and when you go up against it, it's about to hit you and like you need the word of God. That's the only gun that you're gonna be able to use. If you don't have the word of God these demons are going to literally pulverize you. I remember going around family functions without the word of God in me and getting ripped. And they probably didn't even mean it. Because, you know, most of the time we're being operated by these evil spirits. We don't even realize it. We, 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 we acting on flesh, which is also super wrong. So, like, we, you know, we gossiping, talking junk, putting people down. We thinking we just, oh, what we call it, reading the room, right? And whole time we're letting the spirits control and dictate to us things that aren't true and it's confusion and then you know it might be you benefiting from the person being a scapegoat today only for you for you to be the scapegoat tomorrow and that's what I learned like I, I, I've had my fair share of loving the fact that heat wasn't on me for the day or, <laughs> or or for the few weeks or for the month for the year and then guess what Come next year, the heat's the hate the heat's on me. Now I wanna for, I wanna uh wage a war. I wanna get my army together going against the very people I so desperately wanted approval from. So I'm probably gonna do a few segments on breaking evil covenants because it's so much. And I'll probably do like a QA for those that are interested on what exactly I'm talking about. Because some of you probably know, and some of you probably don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm talking about Breaking the dysfunction and how it's way bigger than you think. It's a harder workload than you think. And it's also going to have like some of the epiphanies you're going to face. It's going to whack you over your head because you're not going to be expecting. Like like some of the people you vent to are probably the main people perpetuating the dysfunction. And when you realize it, you, you're really going to be eating crow then and realize you got to humble yourself down too because that's where I'm at. There's people in my family I, you know, I've ruminated with, I've vented with, we've gossiped together, and only for me to find out I was in an inappropriate exchange with them and they were perpetuating the mess. And, and by me participating, I'm perpetuating the very thing I'm trying to avoid. So, um, like I said, I have an interview, so let me know what you think. Like, um, are you guys aware of what it takes to break an evil covenant? Do you know what it is? Do you care? Do you think it's not important? Um, I want to hear your thoughts. And thanks for listening as always.